The following is a presentation of the Open Door Bible Baptist Church and Pastor Chris Tice. For more audio and video content, please check us out on the web at www.opendoornj.org. We said this morning that following Jesus is about an exchange, and the only way to know if you're a follower of Christ is to answer the questions that Jesus posed. And Jesus uh, posed some questions. He asked some questions, and, uh, and I wonder, uh, as he asked those questions of us, I wonder what our answers would be. What are we going after in life? Uh, how are we living our life? What are we giving in exchange uh, for our life as uh, we look at the Old Testament? We know that, uh, uh, boy, as we look at Jacob and Esau, Esau sold the blessing of God cheap, didn't he? Uh, he, he, chose, uh, he chose, if you would, a temporal pleasure. He chose to uh, do what uh, uh, satisfied him. He chose that temporary pleasure uh, over the blessing of God. And boy, many uh, times we're tempted to make that same exchange in our lives, aren't we? To take the blessing of God, the favor of God, and to, and to trade it for something that the devil in the world has to offer. Jesus was a wonderful example after his baptism as that he went as he was led of the Spirit in the wilderness to be tempted the devil. And when the devil came to him, boy, he answered him with the word of God. And what did the devil tempt him with? With the lust of the flesh, with the lust of the eyes, with the pride of life. Jesus being uh, born uh, 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 sinlessly perfect uh, was not given to sin, but he was an example to us and showing to us how we're to, uh, uh, to combat these temptations. And you know, the world uh, seemingly today has much to offer uh, if we'll devalue what we've been given. If we'll forget about the value of what we have, and I believe that no true Christian is going to look at the world and think that the world has greater value than the life that Christ has given us uh, as he exchanged his life for ours. And as a Christian, uh, the Bible says we're to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. What we do know is that uh, salvation is an instantaneous uh, thing. It's something that happens in a moment, uh, but progression in the Christian life is something that happens over time. Uh, We're supposed to grow as Christians. Sanctification is something that uh, the Bible says is the will of God concerning us, that uh, that we would be sanctified, that we would be set apart uh, for his use. And, and do, don't we know that that sanctification is very progressive in our lives? Uh, as you grow uh, as a Christian, uh, boy, uh, you, uh, you change the way that you view the Christian life sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, the Bible says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that she may grow thereby. You know, uh, really, as we look at life, um, there's only two kinds of people. There's saved people and there's lost people. Uh, We would like to divide the world in different ways, but it's the way that Scripture divides people. There's the saved and the lost. There's the sheep and the goats. There's there's those that have been saved and those that have not been saved. And and I tell you tonight, uh, in this room, the division is is very much the same. I didn't say that every Christian has has got to the uh, level of maturity that they should be tonight. I think we come and we open up the Word of God because we want to grow. Are you with me tonight? I mean, I want to grow in my Christianity. I want to grow in my walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to go after God uh, uh, the way that He says. If we're to love the Lord our God, how are we to love Him with all our heart? with all our soul, with all our strength, and with all our might? And, And boy, Jesus showed us that there is no other way to love but to love that way. Jesus loved us with an everlasting love, and and, uh, his love never fails, and he is love. And uh, as we grow as Christians, there's some some questions that I believe need to be posed to us, and and the first question uh, I want to pose to you tonight is, 
is the question, am I? Am I? You say, what do you mean? Well, as we said, the division is clear. There's saved people. There's lost people. Are you a Christian? Are you a child of God? Uh, You say, well, I'm in a church. It's on Sunday night. You know, only Christians uh, go to church on Sunday night. Not so. You know, some people go to God's house. Some people have different reasons for attending. Uh, Even in in, in the crowd tonight, I'm sure, uh, perhaps you came for the wrong reason. Uh, If you came for the wrong reason, uh, I think that God could, could help you find the right reason tonight. And sometimes we, we come for a fellowship purpose. Sometimes we come to be seen. Sometimes, as we said uh, this morning, we, we come for duty's sake. But I, I wonder, uh, did we come seeking the Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, did we come uh, uh, seeking His face, a desire to exalt Him in, in worship, a desire to, to consider uh, one another, to provoke one another, to love uh, and to good works? Why did we not forsake uh, the assembling of ourselves together tonight? I hope we came uh, to please our loving, merciful Savior, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, to hear His Word preached and say, we will obey uh, what God's Word says. And And the truth is, uh, when we disobey, uh, it's very clear in Scripture uh, whether or not we're a child of God or not. Uh, The Bible says that whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof are all our partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. What does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us that the, one of the simplest ways to know uh, if you're a Christian is, is uh, do you care about what Jesus thinks about your life? Uh, the truth is, and I, I, I have children, uh, many of you have your children here tonight. Uh, uh, my children care naturally about my, uh, whether or not I'm pleased with them or not. It's a natural thing. Because uh, I don't expect someone who is in the room tonight that's not my child uh, to care about what my rules are, to care about what, uh, what I think, to care about having my favor. You know, uh, as we understand, there's children in the room, they're, they're looking to their parents and they're saying, uh, uh, by the way, if they're good sons, if they're good daughters, they, they care about what their parents think. Uh, they, they care about what their parents desire. They, they care about the house rules their parents have. They, they care about, because it's just natural for us to care about those who have fathered us. It's just natural. Now, we live in a day of unnatural affection. We live in a day of rebellion towards uh, uh, things that are unnatural. But we understand that uh, as a child of God, I'm going to care about what God thinks. And if I don't care about what God thinks... If I don't care about the direction of my life, if I, if I don't even care about what God's Word says on, on some matters, it's amazing to me how some people call themselves Christians and they act like they just don't care. And you can't be a Christian and not care about God. You can't be a Christian and not care about His will. You can't be a Christian and not care about uh, His life. You can't be a Christian and say, I'm a Christian, but I don't really care about what the Bible says about this or what the Bible says about that. See, see when, uh, when we have a father, we care about what he thinks, don't we? Even sometimes when, when we're not right with our father, we still care. How many, how many remember uh, uh, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader? And boy, that's a, wonderful, that's, a, that's a wonderful example of a father and son there, isn't it? And, uh, you know, uh, Luke says, you're not my father. When he finds out that it is his father, uh, all of a sudden he begins to care about what his father thinks about him. 
It's interesting that even if we have evil fathers, even if we have earthly fathers, even if they're bad, as bad as Darth Vader may be, uh, uh, even if we, I mean, we think about some of you just woke up because they started talking about Star Wars. It was like, oh, wait, wait, where are we? Oh, church. All right, great. Uh, and you think, uh, you know, I, I, all of a sudden now, you know, I understand uh, that if I know I have a father and I know who that father is, then I care about, even if he is evil, I, I care about what he thinks about me. Here's the thing. If you're a child of God, he's your father, but he's perfect. He's your father, but he's, he's loving, he's merciful, he's never made a mistake, he's never commanded you in a wrong way, he's, ne- he's never gone after you in a, in a way that's been wrong, as, as a matter of fact, because he loves you when you do wrong, the Bible says he corrects you and chastens you. You know, one way to answer the question, am I, is, is when you do wrong, is there any consequences for it? When you do wrong, is there any conviction? Uh, when you do wrong, is there any thought? I did wrong. That's wrong. I shouldn't have done that. How many know as a Christian, when you got saved, all of a sudden, uh, it wasn't Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder. It wasn't let your conscience be your guide. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit entered in and you did something and the Holy Spirit said, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't have that spirit you shouldn't have that attitude. Uh, uh, you, you said something you shouldn't have. You did something. And all of a sudden, you, you feel that prick in your heart. You feel that conviction in your heart to repent, to turn away from uh, what you did. God never promised when we became Christians that we would never sin again. But he did tell us as Christians that we would have his spirit. And that spirit would lead us and guide us into truth, wouldn't it? And the Holy Spirit of God, when we do something in error, always leads us back to truth, doesn't it? And he says, this is the truth. This is the way. Uh, walk ye in it. It's amazing to me how people call themselves Christians and, and they have no, no conviction whatsoever when they sin. They can live worldly lifestyles. They can have worldly uh, mindsets. Uh, they can be in, so in love and enthralled with the world. You talk, talk about Jesus. You talk about God's church. You talk about God's word. And they have seemingly no interest. They can ignore it. They can turn it off. They can smirk. They can mock. They can, they can scorn. They can do all those things. But here's the problem tonight. If I am not a child of God, I don't care about what God thinks. But if I am a child of God, boy, I do care, don't I? Are you a child of God tonight? Don't worry about the screens. Just pay attention. Am I, am I a child of God tonight? If you're a child of God, what I want to say to you tonight, you're going to care about what God thinks. You're going to care about having his favor. You're going to care whether or not your life is aligned with his word or not. Come on, as a Christian, do we not care about whether our lives are aligned with God's word? Do we not care whether our thoughts and our motives are aligned with God's word? As we understand, if I believe God's word, then I know that he knows my thoughts and he knows my intents. And I care because as the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart, as we understand the word of God is quick and it is powerful and it goes deep into our hearts. Hey, listen, when's the last time you read the word of God and went deep into your heart? When's the last time you read the word of God and made a difference in the way that you live? When's the last time you heard a message and you decided you were going to follow Jesus, that you were going going to lay down, deny yourself, give up something, turn away from something, repent of something, and follow the Lord Jesus Christ? It's a good question, isn't it? Am I? Am I? Am I a child of God? Uh, Am I a Christian? Uh, The second question I want to pose to you tonight is the question, can I? 
Can I? You say, what does that mean? Well, go to Romans 14 with me tonight, and this might help us a little bit as we look at the progression of the Christian life. First question you need to answer is, am I? Because if you're not a child of God, the Bible says you're dead in your trespasses and sins. As a matter of fact, we should not be surprised at your behavior because if you are dead, you're going to behave like a dead person. If you're an unbeliever, you're going to behave as an unbeliever. If you are in the world, you're going to be of the world. You're going to love the world. You're going to be without chastisement in your life. And and boy, we shouldn't be surprised when a lost person behaves like a lost person. And some people are lost people pretending to be Christians, saying we're Christians, but but none of my life, none of my direction, none of my cares, uh, none of my thoughts, uh, none of my intentions have anything to do with the Christian life. Am I? The second question is, can I? Look at Romans chapter 14. The Bible says, him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, Another who is weak eateth herbs. That, that should help you vegetarians out tonight. The Bible says if you're weak, that's what you eat. You're a vegetarian. Uh, 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 look at verse number 3, and that's probably why you're weak, because all you eat is vegetables. Uh, I don't know. But verse number 3, let not him that... That's not Bible tonight. I'm just teasing. I hope you understand that. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Here's, a, here's a, some things that people argue about. About food. Uh, 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 about, about days. Uh, Some people argue over days whether you should celebrate this holiday or not celebrate that holiday, uh, whether you should give regard to this day or or, or not give regard to another day. And the Bible tells us right there that here's some doubtful disputations. Here's some things that uh, people argue over. uh, But notice what it says. We esteem one day uh, uh, each, uh, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, and he, that, uh, and he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. Boy, this is getting confusing, isn't it? But here's the question, can I? Who asks the question often in life? At, at what age uh, do people ask the question, can I, most often? Children. Children want to know what the boundaries are. Uh, They want to know uh, what I'm allowed to do and what I'm not allowed to do. What can I do and what can I do? Uh, If you're a parent, you've heard this question, can I? Uh, you've heard it over and over and over again. Can I, can I, can I, can I? And uh, if, if you're a friend of the Croy family, you know can I means uh, do you have the ability to? May I means uh, do you have permission to? Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes uh, uh, the can I, may I thing, and, and uh, you understand, uh, what, is, what is it saying? It's saying, what, am I, what do I have permission from God to do? And what do I not have permission of God to do? Uh, the, the truth is tonight, this is a question from someone who is a babe in Christ, a child in Christ. In other words, what children want to know is what they can do and what they can't do. Uh, The truth is most children don't want to know what they can't do. They just want to know what they can do. And a lot of times uh, you'll see people and say, a lot of Christians will say this, I don't see why I can't do that. I don't understand why I can't do that. Why can't I do that? Where is it that I can't 
do that. Uh, where is this? Uh, show me in the Bible where it says I can't do that. And they're so caught on what I'm allowed to do. And notice, it's really with selfish motive that we do this because we want to know what we can do. Uh, I wanted to, really, uh, I'm crying out for, for liberty, for space. I want to I be able to do things. And as, as a Christian, we understand that uh, there's some things that the Bible explicitly says not to do, isn't there? I mean, let's, let's not be wrong. Uh, some people who tell us today that we're not under the law, we're under grace, and, and what they're really saying is that there's nothing in God's word that says you can't do things, and that's a lie tonight because Jesus Christ fulfilled the law, but he didn't do away with it, did he? He fulfilled the law, uh, but he said to us, he said to us that we were to live, uh, live by loving him and keeping his commandments, that we were to obey the word of God. Uh, the Bible even tells us that when we love God, we'll want to obey Him. And notice this, that His commandments are not grievous. The Bible says that uh, there was immature Christians uh, in the early church that were turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. In other words, what they were doing is they were saying, because of God's grace, I have license to do whatever I want. In other words, they're, they're battling for this, can I, can I, uh, can I life? Uh, I believe you need to get settled before you ever get to this level. You need to get settled whether or not you're a child of God. Am I? Am I a Christian? Am I a child of God? But number two, can I? What can I do? What can I do? Say, Pastor, you're going to tell me right now, right? What am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? I think some people think uh, that's what the pastor's supposed to do. But the truth is, you're supposed to go to God and say, hey, God, God, what, what do you want me to do? My life is, is for you. I, I, you gave your life for me. I want to live my life in a way that's pleasing to you. And uh, there's some things in the Bible, boy, it just says we shouldn't do them. There's some things the Bible says avoid. There's some things the Bible says don't go near. Uh, there's some things the Bible says uh, set boundaries for to stay away from because they're dangerous. And I don't know about you, but as the Bible describes our enemy who's a roaring lion walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour, I would submit to you as a Christian, uh, you ought to protect yourself. You ought to armor up. Uh, you ought to uh, make sure that daily you're putting on the armor of God uh, because he is seeking whom he may devour. And some of us are looking for more license to sin, really, than we are looking for living for Jesus. In other words, I want to know what I'm allowed to do. I, I would submit to you that as we grow in God's grace and knowledge, we won't be so much concerned with the can I as we would with this next question. And that next question is, should I? Should I? You know, as uh, we grow as Christians, what happens in our life? We grow as a Christian, we stop asking the question to God, can I? And we start saying, should I? Should I do this? Should I do this? Uh, boy, as, a, as, a, um, as, a, so, uh, as an adult tonight, you know, uh, all of us understand this progression because we got to the point to where we stopped asking for permission because we became adults and we had permission to do what we wanted to do, really. But what does responsibility and maturity teach us? It teaches us the question, should I do this? Responsibility teaches me to ask the question, not can I do this, but should I do this? I tell you, it doesn't matter how old you are tonight. 
You can be mature as a Christian. You can grow as a Christian uh, to full maturity. We have some young people here tonight. We have some teenagers here tonight that can be fully mature as Christians. It's not a matter of physical growth. It's a matter of spiritual growth. As you, as you grow and become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, you actually become a parent to other people. The Bible even tells Timothy, uh, let no man despise thy youth, but uh, be thou an example to believer in word and deed. Uh, you understand that we're to be examples to other people. And in order to be example, uh, you know, I have to say no to a lot of things because of the greater yes, don't I? You know, tomorrow there's a lot of things that I could do. But there's only a few things that I should do. You with me? Come on, mom and dad. You know uh, that uh, the body says tomorrow, can I stay in bed? But responsibility says I shouldn't. The, the, the body says, uh, I want to go and I want to do this and I want to do that and I have all these things that I'd like to do and maybe I can do those things, but spiritual maturity says, should I do those things? In other words, we grow from, do I have permission to is this what's best for me, God? Is this what you desire for me? The, uh, the, the Bible tells us in Romans 14 that it, it's the weak that, that, that battle over doubtful disputations. It's the weak that battle for, if you would, license and liberty. But those that are strong understand that I don't use my liberty to cause another brother or sister in Christ to stumble. That I don't use what I'm allowed to do to hurt other people. That just because I can do something, I'm to do what I do at the regard of other people. In other words, none of us are an island to ourselves. If you're a parent, boy, you understand that truth more than anything. You know, when I had children, uh, it made me grow up fast, and I'm still trying to. How about you? You know, uh, uh, when, we, when we have children, it calls us uh, to a great degree of responsibility. We understand that there's somebody watching me. There's someone I'm responsible for. There's somebody I need to be example to. There's someone to disciple There's someone to teach the Word of God, and there's someone to live out the Word of God and to live out the life of Christ too. And boy, they're watching all the time, aren't they? Like sponges absorbing every word, every action, seeing, and even sometimes understanding whether our intentions and motives are right or not. They can sense our attitudes, our spirits, and we often reproduce our attitude and spirit in them, don't we? And boy, that hurts sometimes when we see our failures reproduced, when we see our wrongs, when we see our missteps, when we see our bad examples reproduced in the lives of others. And, you know, sometimes uh, I think as a Christian, you know, I understand that as I grow and mature as a Christian, I'm talking about tonight the progression of the Christian life. When you mature as a Christian, you stop battling for freedom. You understand you have it in Jesus Christ. You understand you've been set free. You've under, you, you understand that you've been set free for the purpose of living a life, doing the will of God, in the power of God, by the Spirit of God, not set free to live the life according to uh, the, the desires of the flesh. Before we ever see the fruit of the Spirit in, in Galatians chapter number 5, we see the, the works of the flesh. And boy, we understand that the works of the flesh, uh, those are terrible things, aren't they? But the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Are you with me tonight? I mean, one of the problems uh, in our Christian life is sometimes we don't want to grow up. We'd rather be a little ignorant about what I should do. 
what I should do. Um, Mom and Dad, you know tomorrow you should go to work. You know that you're going to have responsibilities. You know you're going to have things that you need to do, that, uh, things that are, are calling, you, calling for your attention. And, and boy, you say no to a lot of things. And, and don't you have to say no to yourself often because maturity and responsibility teaches us that. You say, can I? Should I? Should I? What should I do as, as we grow as a follower of Jesus? We're less concerned with what we can do and we're more focused on what we should do. Isn't that when we know someone is growing up? Less concerned with what I can do and more concerned with what I should do as a Christian. What we're allowed to do lawfully is tempered with responsibility to our Heavenly Father uh, and to others. As Christians, do we not have a responsibility to one another? Do we not have a responsibility to one another? Come on, we're not just responsible for our own uh, uh, relationships as far as our spouse and our family. But the Bible says that we're responsible for the family of God. We're responsible for others around us. Are we not responsible for the lost that God has put in our path and along our way? Co-workers and friends and neighbors. Are, are we not responsible for how we carry ourselves, how, how we handle ourselves, uh, how, how we are living out the life of Christ uh, in front of their eyes? The Bible tells us that we're responsible. And boy, these things call us to uh, the greater question of the Christian life, isn't it? Should I? And then lastly, tonight, I, I want to give you this last question to consider. Will I? Will I? You know, as I understand, as I mature, as a child, children ask for permission. They ask, can I? They question their boundaries. They stumble easily. Christians who haven't grown beyond this point want to know what they are and are not allowed to do and wonder why, just like children. Can I? Should I? Will I? There are things that we should do that as we grow as followers of Christ, that are tempered with timing, aren't they? In other words, uh, as I look at the Word of God, the Bible tells us in James that, that I should not say that I'm going to do something. I should say, if God wills it, we'll do it. If this is what God, will, if this is what God wills, you know, as a, as a Christian growing in, in God's grace and knowledge, what do we do sometimes? We say, we say God... Uh, is this something you forbid in your word? And if God doesn't forbid it, it doesn't mean we should do it. Because we get to the next level and we say, God, uh, I understand that you don't forbid it, but should I do it? Does it cause my brother or sister to stumble? Does it cause those weaker in the faith around me uh, uh, to, to not grow in their Christian walk? Am I considering others around me? And then lastly, before I even get to the point of doing that thing, what do I do? I say, God... Is it in your will for me to do this thing? Are you with me tonight? Because this is the progression of the Christian life. This is maturity in the Christian life. Uh, it's not that I'm just allowed to do it. It's not that I just should do it. It's that it's God's, God wants me to do it. It's God's will for me to do it. There's, there's, there's so many things that we could do. There's so many things that we should do. But boy, we understand that life is about making choices, isn't it? It's about decisions. It's about what am I going to do? What am I going to do? As a Christian, I, I believe that every Christian should have made the decision that they are going to follow Jesus. If, if Christ saved you, should you not have made that decision? I am going to follow Jesus. But along the way, aren't there questions to be an answered? 
Aren't, aren't, isn't there time to be spent? Isn't there life to be lived? Aren't there choices to make? It's not just that you say, well, this person does this and everybody else can follow them. Everybody does the same thing the same way. No, tomorrow, uh, we've all come together here tonight, uh, but tomorrow, tonight, we go our separate ways. We're going to go live our lives. What are we going to do tomorrow? Is it, is it that I'm scratching and scraping for what I'm just allowed to do? Am I trying to find the loopholes of God's scripture? Am I trying to find what God has given me just permission to do or not given me permission to do? Or am I saying, God, should I do this thing? Is this wise? Is this in your will? Boy, as a Christian, you know, we save ourselves a lot of mistakes and bad decisions if we'll seek the will of God. If we'll seek whether God wills it. Uh, I'm going to tell you tonight that if you can't answer the first question, the positive, am I, you won't ever ask the other questions. You know why some people don't ever ask God's word whether they should or should not? Because they're not a Christian. They don't care. They'll never, they'll never think. They'll never grow. Should, should I do something? Because they say, it's my life. It's, it's my choice. It's my life to live. It's, it's my mind. It's my body. It's this. Hey, listen, uh, if, you, if you're saved, the Bible says you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit because they are God's. Does not our body belong to God? Should not what we do with our body please God? Should not what we th- say and think please God? understand this is just basic Christianity 101, but I believe these are questions uh, that should help us to make every decision in life. Every decision. Because once I understand I'm a child of God, I start to say, God, do I have permission to do this or not? Because you're my father. I'm your child. God, does your word give allowance for this? Or does it forbid it? And if it forbids it, I want to love you, I want to keep your commandments, I want to be obedient to your word, because I want to be a good son, I want to be a good daughter. And beyond that, I'm growing, I'm maturing, I'm getting beyond just what I'm being given permission to do, and boy, as we grow, you know what we understand? Our liberties are greater. Our liberties are far beyond just a a list of do's and don'ts. Our, Our liberties as Christians, as we grow, boy, we understand that we've been set free, that we're at liberty. But you know what? That liberty is tempered with great responsibility, isn't it? Because we don't use our liberties to hurt other Christians. We don't use our liberties to cause other Christians to stumble. We don't use our liberties to keep people from hearing the gospel, from hindering the lost from coming to Christ. And so everything that I do, I say, God, not can I do this, should I do this? And then it gets a little bit deeper, doesn't it? As we grow in the Christian life, we say, God, I understand your word says I have permission. I understand that from your word, uh, 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 that if I do this thing, it's it's not going to cause another Christian to stumble. I'll be in a right relationship with God and with man. It's not going to hurt anybody else by what. But God, that doesn't mean that it's your will that I make this decision. And God, I want to know if this is what you will for me what you want for me. Even as we pray, does not God call us to pray in the will of the Father? To pray, to do what he wants? I mean, mean, uh, doesn't a good son or good daughter not just want to obey their parents? 
They want to please their parents. They want to do things in a way. I, I like when someone says, uh, 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 one of my children says, Dad, I didn't just do that. I tried to do it the way that you would want it done. I tried to do it in a way that you would want it done. I didn't just obey. I, I did it in a way that you would want it done. As if you did it yourself. Isn't that the Christian life? Jesus Christ, it's as if Christ did it himself. It's as if he did it himself through us. The Christian life is Christ's life lived out through us. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. What? His works that he's doing. Oh boy, that work began. He began that good work in us. He's faithful to complete it, isn't he? But here's the thing tonight. Sometimes we get stuck and we won't grow up. The Bible says we're not supposed to, as Christians, remain children. And as as a Christian, I I implore you, if you're struggling with the can I question, go to God's word and understand that there's a greater question. That it's should I. God, does this please you? Is this what you want? Does this this cause a brother or sister in Christ uh, to stumble? Don't use your liberty as an occasion for another to stumble. So God tells us. In other words, it is unloving for me to live in a way like it doesn't matter. It's unloving for me to live in a way like God doesn't matter and others don't matter. And that I'm an island to myself to make my own decisions. As a church, boy, don't we know how our decisions affect one another. How a little leaven leaven at the whole lump. How uh, if we allow uh, in ourselves uh, 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 to have this license and lasciviousness and just say, well, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to. And, and boy, I was just trying to do all the time uh, what we're allowed to, looking for that loophole uh, in the word of God, but not really living out what Christ wants for us. We really hurt a lot of people, don't we? Really become very selfish. We stay childish. Children by nature are selfish, aren't they? They want what they want when they want it. But as we grow, true maturity in the Christian life says, God, I want what you want in the timing that you want it in. God, I want it in your timing. I want it in the way that you would do it. God, I want it in a way that would bring you the most glory. Is not our life point? Is not the Christian life supposed to bring honor and glory to God? To bring honor and glory to God. I think we could sum up the purpose of the Christian life is to bring honor and glory to God. And so, whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Boy, that is the greater question, isn't it? Does it glorify God? If the answer is no, I think we say, well, then I don't want to have any part with it. I don't want to do it because it doesn't glorify God. Even if I'm allowed to, even if I have license to, even if I uh, even if I go around and think, uh, even if I go around and think, uh, you know, there's nothing says I shouldn't. Nobody knows about. Nobody's going to see. It's not going to affect anyone else. But we say, does it glorify God? You know what you can do at that point if you live your life that way. You don't need a rule book. 
Because is there not a greater law, Christians, written on our hearts? The presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart should drive me in my life to want to live in a way that's pleasing to him. Is he your father tonight? Are you a child of God? If you don't care about God, you don't care about his word, I'm not saying you would say that. I'm saying that you're living in a way that shows that. That is the attitude of your life. The attitude of your life, nobody would ever say that. I don't care about God. Not, not anybody that would attend church. I don't care about God. I don't, I don't care. I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm saying you're living that way. You're living in a way that says, I don't care about what God says. I don't care about his word. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. No Christian is careless towards God. Someone who's a Christian cares about what the Father thinks, cares about his word. And if you're a Christian tonight, the progression is grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not to stay children, we're to grow. And in growing up, what happens? We understand responsibility. We understand our job is to become parents, isn't it? As a Christian, isn't it our job to make disciples? What does that mean? I grow to the position of a faithful man that is able to teach others also. That is the point to the life of every Christian. I should be able to teach others also. I should be able to parent someone else in the Lord. And if we grow to that point, boy, you know, as a parent, we start asking the the more important questions, don't we? What should I do? What will I do? If God has used this ministry in any way to be a blessing to you, please take a moment to send us an email to info at opendoornj.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at opendoornj.org. Thanks for tuning in.